Well, hello there, my dear audience, my listeners. I hope that um, your day is looking nice wherever you are. Today, I'm going to talk about quite a fascinating story I had. Is the day I delivered one of my best friend's baby. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times I kind of like listen to my podcasts after I um, recorded them and I'm like, wow, you should have said that differently. Maybe you could have explained it better and so on and so on. I'm kind of ruminating around, uh, maybe I should redo it. Maybe I should record it again. But I always end up just leaving it as is. And why I'm saying that? Because this episode is, is um, it's quite a milestone in my life, the day I became a godmother. Uh, so I hope that this time I'm going to get it right and I will not contemplate afterwards. I should have said it differently. I could have said it differently. Okay, so just bear with me. So this is how the story goes. It was about, I can tell you, it was uh, seven and a half years ago. In the summer, it will be eight years. And one of my best friends, my sister, uh, not from the same mother, yeah, um, she got pregnant. She was, uh, I think she was 40 then, 40 or 41. And I've known her for... I think 30 plus years, my oldest friends. And she was a single girl and she was also alone in Israel, just like me. Uh, so there was no family. There was some distant relatives who she was not in touch with. So, and this girl already got pregnant like four or five times previously. You know, the kind of women who get pregnant just uh, from the smell, as they say it. <laughs> So she got pregnant and she already had four or five abortions previously. So when she was 40 and she got pregnant, even though she was not in a relationship, it was just somebody she was having an affair with, the doctor strongly advised her to actually keep the baby if she ever wants to have children. Well, it was, of course, her consideration at the end of the day. She knew that she was going to be a single mother and she knew that she's alone, so it's not just being a single mother, but there was nobody else, no family. She could rely only on her friends. It took her, I, I think I met her, she was working not so far from where I lived then, and um, I saw her, and I'm like, wow, well, what's going on? You're very glowing. Are you pregnant? <laughs> and she said yes. I think she was maybe four weeks she was very, very early into her pregnancy, but it showed on her face. I mean, I also knew her very well. And then, at that moment, we already made the pact. I mean, I, I, I told her, I am with you. I'm with you all the way. Okay, so um, I will be with you in the delivery room, and I will help you. And I will be there for you, whatever you need. So uh, fast forward quite a few months. Uh, it was the middle of the summer. She was, I think, a week earlier than the, her due date. And it was a Monday, I can tell you that. And I uh, got a phone call from her 
Because, of course, we spoke about it, and I checked up on her throughout her pregnancy all the time. I saw her all the time. I knew how she was doing. She was one of the coolest people I've ever met. Yeah, one of the coolest women I've ever met pregnant. She was, she was like, she had no problem whatsoever. And uh, it was a Monday afternoon, and she calls me. She says, okay, you know what? I'm in the hospital. Apparently, my water broke. So I came to the hospital and they told me, you're not leaving here without a baby. So let me tell you the story from the beginning of it. Apparently her water started to break around five, six o'clock in the morning. It was like seeping out. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. She had no idea what it was. So, okay, something. So she went back to sleep. (laughs) So the water kept on seeping slowly, slowly. And around 12 o'clock, when she woke up, she said, okay, yeah, well, it's still coming out, so I think I'm going to take myself to the hospital. So she went to the hospital, and they checked, and they checked, and they checked, and they checked. And then they told her, as I said before, you're not leaving without a baby. And usually within 48 hours from the time that the water breaks or the water starts to break. In her case, it was seeping. It wasn't like a splash. It was more like, you know. Um, that's what they say, that within 48 hours, the baby is born naturally. Then she called me around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, when she already knew she isn't going anywhere. So I take myself to the hospital. I have no idea what's going on, Okay. In this, uh, I don't even know, is the pre-delivery ward, I don't know, this, this whole area, this, this department in the hospital where uh, mothers-to-be are in certain, in different stages of, of, uh, of uh, labor. I mean, it's before labor, yeah, the whole process. And um, there we are. Spending our time, there's absolutely nothing to do. She has no pain. She's not dilated anyway, yeah. And um, and we go out every hour to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and we chat. And we, I mean, I know her. She's a good friend. Somewhere in the middle of the night, around 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, another friend shows up, good, good friend of hers, and so it's the three of us, we are hanging out, and slowly, slowly, she's starting to have a very, very small pain. But there's absolutely no, nothing happening. Okay, and then, of course, towards the morning hours, it was like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning already, she started to have more serious pain. Okay, there are other mothers there, mothers-to-be, there are other women there, so, but and then we see that, they're going into the bathroom and there is a hot shower and they are sitting on this big bowl, this physio bowl. They're sitting on it and they are like rolling the bowl by sitting on it and they're sitting in the hot shower. And I was like, okay, what are we supposed to do now? I have no idea. I've never been pregnant. She had no idea. We didn't have any mother figures or women figures to ask. And then I remembered that I actually had a customer, a client, who was a midwife. So I text her on WhatsApp. She's apparently in Switzerland, and she texts back to me. I tell her, okay, we are here, and this is what's going on. What to do? What are we supposed to do? So she gave instructions. 
okay, you go, you sit on the physio bowl, you pour the hot water over yourself, it eases the pain, it's easier for, for this whole, the process of opening, yeah, to happen, and so on, it was really funny, it was really funny, from that stage we didn't go out to smoke cigarettes, you realize that, but even the nurses kind of like said, okay, girls, you're not supposed to go out, she's, she's, she, she's going to be delivering a baby soon, but <laughs> we didn't care, but by this stage she started to be in pain, and, um, and there was nothing to do. There was no epidural going on because she wasn't in labor yet. And there was no dilution. She only had like three fingers or four fingers. And I think that uh, they only take you up to the delivery room when you are like eight or nine fingers. I think if I remember right, 10 fingers is when, when, when labor starts. So to make a long story short, full packed, full packed, action packed night. We go up to the delivery room. I think they took her up around six or seven in the morning. After a good four or five hours of, uh, of pain, <clears throat> it was getting more and more intense. So there we are in the delivery room and there is this wonderful, wonderful midwife. But there's still nothing going on, okay? And I started to be really, really exhausted. Okay, it was a whole night shift. And by that time, another friend arrived, a friend who we didn't too much like each other. Yeah, I mean, we got along for the sake of the for the situation, but we didn't really uh, uh, we were not too keen on each other. And so she showed up and I was like, OK, this is my cue. I can go home. I told her I told my friend, look, I've got to go home. I have to sleep at least two, three hours. And the midwife said, nothing is happening, take your time, no worries. It happened to me already before, but that will, I will end it to the, I will add it to the end of the story. And um, so I went home absolutely smashed. I was exhausted, emotionally, you know, I'm a cool person, yeah, but, but still, it's like, come on, one of my best friends and I am the one with her. And I promised to be her, be with her through the whole process. But who thought that it's going to take so many hours? <laughs> so I went home. I slept a few hours. I took a shower. I dressed and I went back to the hospital. It was um, around four o'clock in the afternoon, I think. Yeah. And by that time, apparently, she already had her epidural because she was she was really in serious pain. And then the other friend went home and I stayed. And that's when the story, the, the, the party actually started. It is not just humbling. It's one of the most intense times that I've ever had. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> one of my best friends and the amount of pain that you can see on her with the epidural she couldn't feel her leg anymore and then she freaked out because of that and then she threw up and then I was massaging her lower back all the time and and you know what's funny in all this crazy madness she remembered that that I was always there massaging her back 
And slowly, slowly, with the monitor, you know, for the baby monitor on top of her belly to check that the pulse of the of the baby is okay and everything. And we are getting into the night already. And still nothing happening. And then, <clears throat> then it started. But really the point is, that you want to make it as comfortable for her as possible and a situation that is you see that she's totally out of it it's like when she officially started to have contractions yeah when the contractions really started i could see that she almost like passed out between contractions she was like she was out of it. It's like she fainted. It's like she passed out. She was so exhausted, beyond level, beyond, beyond uh, any, you know. And then, I mean, it was at the end, it was two of us in the delivery room. Me and the girl that I didn't like. <laughs> uh, we didn't like each other too much, but we did get along fine for that, for that situation. She was the one standing next to my friend's head. And I was the one standing on the other side. I actually held her leg. And I was an active part, I can say that, of delivering that baby. I saw the top of his head when it just started to show, when she finally um, started to really go into labor. And then it took one hour from four o'clock in the morning until five. And that was one of the most life-changing, truly life-changing experiences I've ever had because, oh my God, I'm gonna cry. Because <laughs> I saw, I actually saw another human being being born. And uh, I'm not a mother. And of course, if you're a mother, you have daughters, you were probably present at their, um, you know, when they gave birth, but it's like an experience that is undescribable with words and, um, and how he came through first the head and I'm holding the leg. Yeah. I'm just, I'm there. <laughs> I, I, I was there. I was looking, I was watching and supporting my friend. And, um, then the baby was born at five thirty in the morning. Ah, <laughs> I've got tears in my eyes, my God. And um, the midwife asked my friend um, about the umbilical cord. Yeah, who, who do you want to cut the cord? And, um, and she looked at me and she said, you. And I actually cut. <laughs> and the midwife uh, showed me how to cut the umbilical cord. And... Um, and I became a godmother. <laughs> and it was, wow, wow. I, I, it's it's life-changing, intense, amazing, fascinating, humbling experience. One of the, one of, really one of the highlights. And then the baby was born. My friend totally passed out. You can imagine she was in labor exactly as, as they told her in the beginning, 48 hours 
after her water started to break. And um, I went home. I slept, I don't know how many hours, and then I went back to her, of course. And then um, they released her from the hospital three days later. And uh, she was a complete hero. She was sure, she, she ran out of diapers. And I, I bought her a, a, a baby a baby tram. Yeah, I bought her a... Um, but the baby was, what, four days old. And she ran out of diapers. And then she said, no, 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 I'm fine. And she's all stitches and everything. I can walk to the, to the center here, to the pharmacy here. They are selling. It's not so far. It was one, one and a half block, which is five, seven minutes walk. She decided that she needs the exercise and she can walk. So I am there. Another friend shows up, an, acquaint an, uh, an acquaint uh, acquaintance of hers, who is like an elderly gentleman. And we were already back at her house, of course. And, um, and the baby's screaming and crying because his diaper was dirty. So I have no choice. I have to wash his bum. <laughs> Because <laughs> we have no, uh, we had no diapers. So I, uh, you know, or no, excuse me, it was the baby wipes. I think it was the, I'm not sure if it was the wipe, wipes, it was the baby wipes or, or the diapers that she ran out of. Anyway, no, it was probably the wipes because I had to change the diaper and my friend went on the journey to get some wipes and I had to wash his little bum. And the friend, this lawyer guy, this older gentleman, looks at me freaking out. What are you doing? Okay. So I put the baby on my forearm as, as I have no idea. Probably you see it in the movies. I put him on my forearm, balancing him. And I washed his bum in the shower. And I prayed that I'm not going to drop him and that he, he doesn't fall off. So actually, I was the first one who, who washed his bum. <laughs> and um, no, it was amazing. I was in love with that baby. Okay. And the crazy thing is, I mentioned this when I talk about uh, adopting my dog, because it was that same year, the hormones. You see, I, I've never been pregnant. And I think I can say it already in past tense because my well has dried up recently, so I'm not going to get pregnant. And um, that experience of delivering that baby, going through the whole process of labor, preparing for labor, and the labor itself, and cutting the umbilical cord, did something to my hormones. Absolutely. Absolutely. I felt like that baby is mine. I was the father, the grandmother, the grandfather, the, I don't know, the godmother, the godfather, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I felt related to it, like blood relation, like it's mine. My hormones were probably off the chart. For the first two months, three months probably, I saw him every day. I was really part of his, you know, feeding and uh, getting to, you know, I, I never had this before. 
And I was, I was like seriously contemplating having a baby. I was 45 at the time. I was seriously contemplating having a baby, but listen to this, without getting pregnant and without giving birth. <laughs> because I just saw it and um, no, no, I definitely didn't want to do it. No, I wanted to be a mother without needing to actually give birth or for that matter, carrying the baby. So my hormones were com completely upside down and um, I told to myself, Sita, are you sure you want to have a baby? You are in a very emotional rollercoaster period. It's something unprecedented. You've never experienced this before. In order to make a rational decision, why don't you just hang in there for six months or so and in case you still want to have a baby, you'll take care of it. And um, that's exactly what happened. That by the end of that period of time, I didn't want to have a baby anymore because the universe has sent me my dog. So I became the mother of a dog. But to get back to, to this delivery thing, I couldn't be more grateful to one of my best friends, yes, my sister, for the privilege of being there for her, for allowing me to support her, for allowing me to be part of this magical, mind-blowing experience. So, this is my story about becoming a godmother. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. And of course, until next time, take care, be well. Talk to you soon.